No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Holy Spirit gives us a record of the 31 kings that Israel defeated. Knowing that God keeps the record of our works for eternity should influence how we live. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Joshua chapter 12 on Simply the Bible. Joshua 12 is a catalog of conquerors. It speaks of 31 kings that were defeated by the children of Israel. Many of these names we have encountered before, but the Holy Spirit thought it necessary to record them all in one place. It is a record of works. This has something to say to all of us about the record that is being written in heaven of our works. We pick it up in Joshua chapter 12. These are the kings of the land whom the children of Israel defeated and whose land they possessed on the other side of the Jordan toward the rising of the sun, from the river Arnon to Mount Hermon, and all the eastern Jordan plain. One king was Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon and ruled half of Gilead, from Aroer, which is on the bank of the river Arnon, from the middle of that river even as far as the river Jabbok, which is the border of the Ammonites and the eastern Jordan plain from the Sea of Kinneroth as far as the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, the road to Beth Jeshimoth, and southward below the slopes of Pisgah. The other king was Og, king of Bashan, and his territory, who was of the remnant of the giants, who dwelt at Ashtaroth and at Edrei, and reigned over Mount Hermon, over Salca, over all Bashan, as far as the border of Geshurites and the Maacathites, and over half of Gilead to the border of Sihon, king of Heshbon. These Moses, the servant of the Lord, and the children of Israel had conquered, and Moses, the servant of the Lord, had given it as a possession to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. There are many names here that, frankly, don't mean much to us. They deal with the two kings on the east side of the Jordan River and the lands they ruled. The children of Israel defeated these kings and took their lands under Moses' leadership. Moses gave this territory to the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh at their own request. While it was good grazing ground for their flocks and herds, they would be separated from the other nine and a half tribes by the Jordan River. This left them more vulnerable to enemy attack. Now in verse 3, we see that the land belonging to King Sihon of the Amorites was east of the Jordan River from the Dead Sea, northward to the Sea of Kinneroth. That's another name for the Sea of Galilee. Kinneroth means harp, and the Sea of Galilee is shaped like you guessed it, a harp. The territory of Og, the king of Bashan, extended from the border of the king Sihon northward to Mount Hermon, which is north of the Sea of Galilee. All this area became the possession of Israel while Moses was still alive. Verse 7, 
And these are the kings of the country which Joshua and the children of Israel conquered on this side of the Jordan, on the west, from Baal Gad in the valley of Lebanon as far as Mount Halak, and the ascent to Seir, which Joshua gave to the tribes of Israel as a possession according to their divisions, in the mountain country, in the lowlands, in the Jordan plain, in the slopes, in the wilderness, and in the south, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, the king of Jericho, the king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, the king of Gezer, the king of Deber, the king of Geder, the king of Hormah, the king of Arad, the king of Libna, the king of Adullam, the king of Makeda, the king of Bethel, the king of Tapua, the king of Hefer, the king of Aphek, the king of Lashurin, the king of Madon, the king of Hazar, the king of Shimron-Miron, the king of Akshaph, the king of Teanak, the king of Megiddo, the king of Kedish, the king of Jachnakam in Carmel, the king of Dor in the heights of Dor, the king of the people of Gilgal, the king of Terza, all the kings, 31. Whew, that's quite a list. These were the kings that Joshua and the children of Israel defeated on the west side of the Jordan River, beginning with the conquest of Jericho. And as we pointed out yesterday, this took them seven years to accomplish. As I've already mentioned, this is quite a list of names that doesn't mean much to us. Still, the Holy Spirit found it necessary to record them all, all of these cities. They were the catalog of the conquests of the children of Israel. If nothing else, this tells us that God takes great interest in our deeds and everything that we do. The Bible tells us that he records everything, all of our deeds. In Revelation 20:12, we read, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. This speaks of two books that will be very important at the time of judgment. One is the book of life. This is the registry of heaven, the record of the redeemed. The Bible says that the names in this book have been written there from the foundation of the world. Now, that doesn't mean that God predestined some for salvation and some for damnation. But God, dwelling outside of time and eternity, has foreknowledge. He is known from the beginning of time, who would respond by faith to the gospel of grace in Jesus Christ. Therefore, God cannot be surprised. The names of the saved have been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. The most important decision any person can make is to make sure that his or her name is written there. And the only way to know this is to repent of your sins and believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The second book in heaven is the book of our works. Everything we have done, whether good or bad, 
is written in that book. The only exception are those sins that we have confessed before God. Because 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isaiah 43.25 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Thank you, Jesus. That is our heritage when we confess our sins and believe in Jesus Christ. And God blots out our transgressions and remembers our sins no more. Acts 3.19 says, Repent, therefore, and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, and that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That's why confession of sin is important. I don't want anything written in heaven that's left to point the finger at me. Even our words are written in heaven. For Jesus said that on the day of judgment, man will give an account for every idle word he has spoken. Everyone will be judged by what is written in these two books. If your name is written in the book of life, then you are saved. Your sins are atoned for by the blood of Jesus. You will be judged at the judgment seat of Christ, where the record of your works will form the basis of your heavenly reward. We know this because of what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. But for those whose names are not written in the book of life, then the book of works will condemn them for all the things they did that were against the law of God. This boils down to unloving acts because Jesus said that all the law and prophets hang on the two commandments of loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind and loving your neighbor as yourself. Since no one will be justified by his own works, those whose names are not written in the book of life will be condemned for they did not believe in Jesus Christ and receive forgiveness for their sins. And they did not receive the righteousness of Christ credited to their account because of their faith. But for those of us who do believe in Jesus Christ and whose names are written in the book of life, this chapter reminds us that nothing escapes God's notice. Jesus said that we will receive a reward for something as small as giving a cup of cold water to one who belongs to him. And for all the works we have done because of love for God and love for others, we will receive a reward. God keeps the record and he doesn't make mistakes and he doesn't forget. Now for me as a student in school, I was always a bit apprehensive about getting my report card. If I had done well, I was excited because I could expect to get an A. But if I hadn't done so well, I wasn't sure what I would get. Now, I never did get a D or an F, but I got a lot of C's, and I never felt so good about those. I still passed, but it wasn't quite what I'd hoped for. and. I always felt like I could have done a little bit better. So I think it is 
as we approach the judgment seat of Christ. It's not that we're going to fail. The pass or fail grade was already taken care of the moment we believed in Jesus Christ. But I want to receive a good commendation and a good reward to give to the Lord who gave everything for me. Let's close today in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your gospel of grace. We thank you that you are willing to forgive us of all of our sins because of the blood of your son, Jesus, shed for our sins. I pray if anyone is listening today that has not yet come to know you, has not yet received Jesus as their personal Savior, that they would today admit that they have sinned and that they believe that Jesus died on the cross for their sins and rose on the third day and that they would receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord. And we pray for those of us who have received you, who, whose names are written in the book of life, that you would help us to walk in such a way that the works recorded there in heaven will be to our commendation and our reward in the life to come. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where the Lord breaks the news to Joshua that he is old and there is still so much land to conquer. How true this is for each of us as we near the end of our earthly days. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Joshua on Simply the Bible.